Hello, everyone, and welcome to this edition of Improper Politics. My name is Chris Steele, and we got a very special guest with us today. Uh, he's the Republican candidate for Secretary of State of Kentucky, Steve Nipper. Steve, say hello. Hey, Chris. Thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Glad you could join us. Well, just to give you a quick rundown, uh, not sure how much uh, Chaz told you when he was uh, emailing back and forth with you, but uh, most of our audience is young Americans, those 25 years of age or younger. Uh, most probably have only voted for Secretary of State once, uh, maybe twice, and thus probably know very little about what the position actually even is. So give us a brief explanation about what the Secretary of State does for Kentuckians uh, like myself, and then with that, what do you think is the most important role for the Secretary of State? Well, you know, the two biggest things, as you probably know, what the Secretary of State's office does is they are the chief elections officer of the state. Yes, sir. And they're also the chief business officer of the state. Now, in prior years, um, the election portion of it has been magnified more. But, you know, I have extensive uh, business experience yes, as a business analyst and some S&P 500 and um, Forbes 200 companies. Um, so to me, you know, I look at the opportunity of Secretary of State as, as an ideal fix, or an, I'm sorry, an ideal fit mm -hmm. for me because of my skill set. Yes, now, what the Secretary of State does is, of course, they um, handle all the registrations, but they also handle all the elections. They're the ones who certify the elections. But they also have a very important job that hasn't been done in goodness, at least the past four years, and that is our voter rolls are a mess. Um, we have 18 counties that are in, out of our 120, that have more registered voters in them than we do citizens. <laughs> and, that, and yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, it is for sure. Um, it you know it, it potentially could be that's the number one way for fraud or anything to deceive. Absolutely. And so um, it leads directly into um, being an advocate, I guess, for civic responsibility, or basically being the person who's supposed to get out there and encourage people to vote. That's another job of the Secretary of State. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, going in and doing a audit and a cleanup of all those books will have a direct impact on voter participation. Well, how do I know this? Well, I went up to Ohio, and I spoke to the Secretary of State, John Houston. Uh, we've become really good friends in the past six, seven months. And they just conducted an audit in Ohio. Now, Ohio is a swing state, yes, sir, and they're sure. under a microscope when it comes to anything they do. Yeah. So it took a lot of courage for uh, Secretary Houston to do that. But they just completed their audit, and they noticed – and well, they did actually find a voter who um, voted in Kentucky and in Ohio in the last presidential election. So they were able to prosecute that one particular person, and um, that's all he could tell me. He said he couldn't tell me on yeah. the Kentucky end because uh, he doesn't do the audits. But um, it actually increased their voter participation rate hmm. um, by 2 to 3% in some counties. I can believe it. And, um, yeah, I mean, the thing was, you know, in hindsight, asking people, why would that increase? Well, because people are saying, well, I feel like my vote matters. Yeah, it's, There's not, not, being, fraud it's not being watered people. down with uh, false votes. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. So one, I remember the Acorn stuff and all that stuff. I don't know if you guys remember all that, but uh, I remember crazy. the term, but I, I can't I can't necessarily remember the actual event. So. Yeah, it was just it was just corruption. Yeah, just a lot of a lot of corruption that went around. So well, um, well, with the uh, kind of exp explaining what your you know what the role is when I landed on your issues tab when I was kind of flipping through your website the other day, 
I really liked your initial quote, uh, and just for the for the listener's sake, uh, it says, "My success as Secretary of State is not what you will see, but what you will see, but will disappear: fear, despair, uncertainty of the future." And Steve, you know, as as a young American like myself, there's there's a lot of fear with corruption in politics, and uh, and and just you know companies and stuff like that. What are your key points uh, to to help make fear and uncertainty disappear for Kentuckians like myself? Well, first of all, um, I know Kentucky is not living up to the potential it could be. I agree with that. And I know the the uneasiness and the fear kind of comes into the fact that I think people know it. It's like, um, you know, I hate to use a crude analogy like this, but it's like wearing wet socks, you know. <laughs> it just, it's not right. There's something very wrong about that. And, but all kidding aside, you look at it and I look at the opportunities that I had. I mean, you guys don't remember the Reagan years, but no, sir. I mean, I lived... I lived through the Reagan years, and I saw what America and Kentucky can do. Um, to be honest with you, Kentucky has not tapped any of its talents or resources yet. When I go around and I started telling people that I wanted to be the uh, more of an advocate for the state and be the chief business officer, that's uh, a lot more, I guess, um, more of a demonstrative position yeah. of being a chief business officer, meaning you know, going in there working with the governor, um, uh, taking the governor's plan and saying, hey, you know, I know you guys want to go down this economic avenue. Do you want me to go and talk to these companies about what Kentucky has to offer? Now, what, and, what uh, you, you talk about tapping into a lot of the, the unused resources. What are, what are some of those resources that you think Kentucky could, could tap into to uh, help our, you know, economy? Actually, you are and all your listeners. We have such talent in this state when it comes to not only what we're doing in our colleges, but even people that you know are getting trade degrees. We have so much potential. Um, Kentucky, believe it or not, is a very technologically advanced state. Did you know what our number one export is? Uh, well, I guess it's not coal because that's the obvious one. <laughs> no, coal is, I think, 13 or 14. Oh, wow. um, Marijuana? Our number <laughs> No, we hear that a lot, though. Oh, no, it's not it either. It's not bourbon. Um, I hear chicken sometimes. Um, our number one export is aerospace and private plane components. Is that by dollar amount? Yes, it's by dollar amount and by quantity. Interesting. You'd never guess that. No, sir, you're again, right about that. Yeah, but then again... That's sort of the Chamber of Commerce and everybody else's, I don't want to say fault, but, you know, everybody is known for something. Mm -hmm. um, back in the 90s, or actually eight, late 80s, early 90s, um, you know, I visited Plano, Texas, and Plano, Texas was just a, it was a farm. It really was. It was just an agrarian piece of flat land. You go down there today, and it's giving Silicon Valley a run for its money. Yeah. Yes. Now, how did you get there? Small steps, yeah, but, you know, Ross Perot put his server farm down there. Yeah. I work in IT. It started a brand new skill set. It started a brand new uh, attraction. Uh, people started moving there. People then could settle there. I think a lot of fear that, that I hear from the millennials is, I got to get my, I got to get a job as soon as I graduate. There's not a whole lot of opportunity here in Kentucky. Yeah. And then I hear from their, from their parents, Oh great! There goes my grandchildren off to another state. There goes my hundred thousand dollars down the drain on on tuition. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And 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 that matters. And when you have somebody like Matt Bevan, 
Um, yeah, I'm going to give a plug to, to Matt Bevan here. Cause yeah, go ahead. <laughs> he is he's outstanding. I've been on the road with him for over a year, um, both during the primaries and through the general election. We, we've become very good friends. And he knows business. He mm-hmm. really does. And it pains him to see not only what's going on in Kentucky, but what we could be. We all share, everybody on our ticket shares the same sentiment. We're all together, and um, we're about ready to go to an event. We all just sit there and make a concentrated effort to say, you know, hey, we're in this yeah. for Kentucky. We're in here to do the best because we know what it can be. Well, I've seen you tweet and, out a um, lot of pictures of, uh, you know, of, of, of bumper stickers of all the Republican candidates, and I can tell mm-hmm. that you got, you know, that you guys are close. And I, actually, we had, uh, we've actually reached out to the treasurer, uh, Allison Ball, who's actually mm-hmm. sending some questions to us, also uh, some answered questions. Okay. So we were thankful for that. But uh, just to just to kind of keep things moving, I want to ask you about uh, another thing. On your website, you talk about removing roadblocks when it comes to economical growth. I believe. Uh, mm-hmm. What What are those those roadblocks? Yeah, well, that's a good question. And you know, the way I would look at it, and what the Secretary of State would have the, I guess, authority to do, um, would be going to the legislatures and telling legislatures, "Hey, small business owners." are saying this to me. You know, when they're registering their new businesses, their um, LLCs, and and, uh, I've had a number of small business summits all over the country, I'm sorry, all over the state, Mm -hmm. and I hear a lot of the thing. First of all, Kentucky's tax code is horrible for business. It's horrible. Mm -hmm. But Secretary of State's office can't do a whole lot about that. That's a legislator and the executive branch. No, but you can bring light to it. Exactly. We can bring light to it. But what I can do... And, again, where my skill set is going to fit in perfectly with this position is we have the thing called the business portal, meaning that's the number one place that people go when they want to start a business in Kentucky to file for their license and different things that way. It was started started a while back. It was a great idea. It's a fantastic idea. The problem is (laughs) – problem is – it hasn't been updated since like 1993. <laughs> it's very clunky. It's very hard to get around. Um, people complain about it all the time because they don't know exactly where to look for renewals, where to look for whatever they're looking for. So they spend 10, 20, 30 minutes on a website that still doesn't give everything they need. I mean, we deceivingly call it the one-stop shop. To me, that's not one-stop shop. I've yeah. built portals for a number of companies. You probably have been on a couple of those websites, to be quite honest with you. But there's nothing Interesting. flashy or anything about it that, that it would be more practical. That could appeal to, to young people like me who are wanting to start a private company or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. And you'll find out. You'll find out. Um, when you start a, a company, you're your own advertising agency, your own accountant. You are everything. The last thing you feel like dealing with is some bureaucrat saying, hey, you forgot to fill out Form XP3 in triplicate and send it off to this guy. Yes, sir. Well, I this do a lot of that important. for work, so I can, I can completely understand that. So, <laughs> well, so you, there you, should be go electronic ahead. workbook processes built in um, with the one-stop shop that takes care of that stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. It's so easy to do. And uh, that's one of the things I'm going to do once I get into office. Well, wonderful. Now, you've, you've spent some time talking about your experience. I, I, I saw that you have over 15 years' experience with uh, S&P 500 and, did you say, Forbes 200 companies, I believe. 
Uh, mm-hmm. Tell us why your experience with these large companies can transition you into being a, a successful Secretary of State. Well, it's um, primarily because I've been trained by some of the best CEOs in Greater Cincinnati. And what are those companies? First one was Cincinnati Financial, and I was the business analyst for Jack Schiff, who used to own the company. Mm-hmm. Family owned the company. And Mr. Schiff basically gave me the the best tutorial lesson anybody could have ever gotten in business because he showed me, um, you know, basically running a business is a lot of hard work, but the hard work does pay off. And then he showed me how to um, make efficiencies. Um, It was my job as a business analyst to understand not only our product, but how I could make internal departments as efficient as possible. When I ran for Erlanger City Council, um, I ran on a platform of no taxes, and we can make big changes by doing just small things. And I say on the campaign trail all the time, big doors swing on little hinges. Very true. That is very true, uh, yeah. So, you know, I get to Erlanger Council. very first thing that, uh, I do is I run for finance committee and get the uh, director of finance committee, which was great. First thing I asked them is, you know, why are our police officers leaving? I looked at the personnel books. They're getting their training. They're leaving. Well, it's because we weren't paying them enough. Well, the, the obvious question was, well, you know, we need more taxes to pay them. No, we don't. Further review and looking over the departments, and I got all this training um, from my business my business analyst experience, uh, mainly from the business uh, knowledge. But, you know, I learned things about a fleet maintenance plan, yeah. which the city of Erlanger had no idea what that was. I introduced a fleet maintenance plan to them and said, look, here's how you use your manufacturer's warranty to your advantage. So we can keep this police car for five years, even though it might have 70,000 miles on it. We don't have to go out and buy a brand new one. Yes, sir. Well, the small changes that were done throughout my tenure in uh, city council, we had enough money surplus left over without raising taxes to run the city full time for nine months. Yeah. We're not talking big monumental changes that are going to come in and change the world. No, these are just small things that government does not do now to make it easier for Americans. That could make it so Americans. much yeah. more efficient. Absolutely, and you know, making making the government efficient, I think, is something that that uh, everybody wants. Not just you know, not just politicians, and not just you know, the rich or the poor. I think everybody wants it. So exactly, yeah. Now, exactly. now with uh, you know the campaign just a few weeks away. Uh, obviously, you know, you know the grill that you're going up against. Probably the most well known candidate uh, in the field right now. How do you feel about uh, the election, and why do you think that you're a better candidate uh, than Secretary Grimes? Well, you know, first of all, I, I've i tried my best not to make it personal. Um, but That's respectful. But I respect it's, that. Yeah, but it's true. Uh, the statement is true, and, and I've said it to her during our KET debates. Um, she was just absent. You know, if, if, she was, if she was an employee of a corporation, and she went in for her review, and they said, we're going to do a review every four years of you. Three-quarters of her job has been running for other offices, huh, meaning that's true. she, <laughs> that, I mean, yeah, she jumped true. in, she was 18 months in her office. And, yeah, could she have got something done? Um, she could have, but she jumped into a Senate race. And, um, you know, the Secretary of State's office is a, a lot of people look at it as a springboard. Yeah. As um, you know, hey, I'm going to be the Secretary of State, and and it is. It's a great pathway to be either governor or uh, primarily U.S. senator. 
or congressman, you know, if you want to go the federal route, either either federal routes. Yeah. But keep in mind that doesn't help people. That doesn't help yeah, what you're trying to goals. do. Yeah. So I made the promise, and I've said it everywhere I've gone, KET, everywhere else. I promised to do the four years. Um, I don't care if another opportunity comes up. I've, I've talked to uh, Senator Paul in detail about a lot of great things, and um, he's a good friend of mine. And, he's a good guy. Um, yeah, Senator Paul's a great guy. He is so down to earth. Um, I don't know if you've ever met him or not. but No, but maybe you could uh, you could help us pull some strings to get him on uh, improper politics. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I bet you I could do that. Now, he's... He's a little busy right now because yeah. he's in um, New Hampshire. But uh, man, he's been all yeah, over the place. Yeah, well, he, um, I'll talk to him on election night. So um, if I if I have the opportunity before then, I'll ask him. Yes, sir. Uh, but if not, because he loves he loves um, blogs. He loves uh, different avenues of just the regular media to get his message out so yeah you know i'm not speaking for him but i would say he'd be interested in something well like i'm that. i'm a Rand paul guy I, I can't say that i'm not I've, I've voted for him before so it wouldn't be it would be uh it would definitely be cool for us but uh just a, <laughs> just a couple more questions for you sure, uh these sure. are a little bit more fun uh if you were voting for president today who would you vote for Rand paul good answer Good answer. Um, and uh, a couple more, even lighter than that. When you, I, I've, I saw that you're, a, you're definitely a big family guy. Definitely very obvious on your website, uh, and definitely have a passion mm-hmm. for, for kids and special needs, which uh, I, I extremely respect. And, uh, and, and when we do a podcast, I'm going to go on that a little bit further, just kind of talk you up because you, you do reserve some, uh, some respect for that. But when you aren't chasing yeah. those six around, uh, what do you like to do with your free time? Oh my goodness. Or do you I'll have be any? honest with you. It's been so long since I've had free time. <laughs> <laughs> Some of those things where you forget. Yeah. Um. You know, I like to work on cars. I mean, I'll I'll let you know a little secret. And when I was in high school, I didn't feel like getting a regular job, so me and my buddy went and um, took some salvageable cars and started fixing them up and made sure that they were safe and got them inspected and all, and then started selling them. And we made a fortune. But we also taught ourselves a lot about cars. Yeah. So I'm looking for a couple cars that I would like to restore someday that would be full restoration. I'm looking like a 64 Mustang. Something like that would just be just um, uh, one of those things that, you know, I could garage for a while. And then when I'm so old, I probably can't drive it anymore once it's finished. Yeah. I'll probably pass it down to my son. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> But uh, I love working on cars. Um, I'm an IT guy, so I build a lot of things that uh, do a lot of applications on the back end that help uh, with our finances and different things like that. Um, let's see. We like to uh, we like to travel to China because you know my children are from China. Yeah. How many uh, times have you been over there? Oh my goodness. Um, I don't even know. Uh, one of the cool things, um, one of the cool things I like going over there for is um, they have the oldest Shaolin monks temple hmm. in uh, my daughter's province, and you can spar with these guys. And I was foolish enough to do it, and boy, man, they wiped the board with me. Did they, did they teach you a thing or two? <laughs> That's funny. Well, very, well, very cool. And uh, one more question for you. This is this may be the biggest question of the night uh, in the state okay. where, where we have a very big rivalry. Oh yeah. I want give me an answer. Cats or cards? And I, well, let me give you a precursor. We here in improper politics, we're we're pretty much split in two. We got 
two cats guys, two cards guys. So you're the deciding vote. <laughs> Not a political you answer. A, you put me in a pickle. Um, yeah, I, my sister, my sister's a UK graduate. Um, I spent a lot of time down in the UK. A lot of my friends graduated from UK law school and uh, UK med school. Um, but my my nephews go to U of L. Oh. Uh, he's going. He's going to. Uh, he's going to medical school at U of L. Um, well, I hope I he's. Not, I hope he's not a basketball recruit. <laughs> no, he's not. He's keeping it clean. Yeah, good. That's good. Yeah. All right. Well, I won't make you answer it. I'll let you stay in the middle. I guess. Well, Steve, I, I appreciate you for joining us. Uh, do you have any any final things you'd like to say to the to the crowd? Yeah, you know I do. Um, First of all, thanks for what you're doing. That's really yes, cool that you got the passion to do this. Um, uh, you know, I started out, believe it or not, as a medical student, and I switched to political science because of a teacher. Um, she just really inspired me, and mm-hmm. it resonated with me. So for you guys to do something like that, that has a passion, continue to pursue those dreams. I mean, you know, and everybody who is, is listening to you, best thing you can do is take a job that doesn't feel like a job. Yeah. Do what you like, and then you don't have to worry about going to work every day. You can just do what you uh, were born to do. And um, I encourage all of you to vote. Uh, it's, your, it's your future, and it means more than um, more than words can say. If if, if people don't think elections have consequences, um, oh, they absolutely do. We're living one yeah. right now. Yep. Look at eight years ago. I mean, uh, but it matters. It matters deeply, and I just I consider. Uh, I consider all the young people, and uh, well, what I consider young is is relative anymore, I guess. But yeah. um, college age students and everybody should should be very active and very uh, and should participate because it's it's mainly your future we're actually yeah. fighting for. Absolutely, and you know one of the things that we one of the reasons that we really started this up is you know as you know uh, the young population just they don't really get involved with politics. It's really confusing and, and uh, kind of scary. And so we, our goal is just to kind of dumb it down for people, uh, help people mm-hmm. get to know people like you, uh, why they should vote for Steve Nipper, why they should vote for, you know, go down the list. And so that's, that's mm-hmm. what we're here for. You know, Alex and I are, uh, you know, we just graduated from UK less than a year ago. So we, we have oh, a passion great. for politics and, uh, and that's why we're here. So. Well, that's great, guys. That's fantastic. Yeah, well, now- thank- I will invite you, you know, if I'm successful on Election Day, um, I invite you to come on down to the Secretary of State's office, and um, and uh, we'll get the full – we'll submerge you in politics and uh, take you on the full tour, get you on the, uh, everything that we can do to, to keep that interest alive. And uh, if you were interested in any of the other down-ballot ca- uh, candidates, um, I don't know – I know Matt's pretty busy. Yeah, uh, Matt is – it's unbelievable. The guys like the Energizer Bunny. But um, – if you're interested in any of the other down-ballot candidates, uh, Whitney Westerfield, Mike Harmon, uh, Ryan Quarles, yes. uh, you said Allison Ball's already talking to you, I'd be more than happy to put a word out for you yeah, guys. Yeah, please you do. You know, I, actually, I, I have reached out to them. Uh, I haven't heard anything back. So, yeah, pl- please leave them a word, and uh, and we'll and love uh, we'll definitely love a tour, and, and uh, I'll keep my opinion out of it. But uh, I think you definitely you provided a, a very valid answer to, to all my questions, and uh, that's something that you don't always get. So I, I do want to say thanks to that. Uh, and for the listeners out there, if you if you want to get more for Steve Nipper, uh, Twitter is at Steve Nipper KY. Uh, on Facebook is Stephen Nipper. 
and on the web, uh, nipperweb.com. So, uh, Steve, what? Actually, uh, there's oh. a redirect. You can go to sos15.com, and it'll redirect you because, you know, with my name having a silent K in it, kind of throws people. Uh, yeah, I can believe it. Yeah, it's, it is K-N-I-P-P-E-R. I do like your last name. I, I It makes oh, me sure. chuckle every time I say it. It just... <laughs> so, alrighty, sir. Well, 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 I appreciate uh, appreciate you taking the time and joining us. And uh, I would I look forward to giving you a call at, on November fourth to set up our uh, election if you win or our, our podcast sounds, if you win. So, sounds great, my friend. Alrighty, sir. And like I said, follow your dreams, man. Alrighty, sir. Thank you. Alrighty. Uh huh. Bye bye. Bye bye.